0: Welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Joe. I am a registered dietitian and my purpose and the purpose of this podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. And today I am going to be doing that by bringing you an episode all about the most common shared experiences of people who binge eat. I'm talking about this because I want to shed some light on the experiences that we all have. Everybody who binge eats has at least one of these experiences that I'm going to share. And these experiences are so common to anyone who binge eats. To somebody who has never struggled with their relationship with food, who has never had to worry about binge eating or any other eating disorder or disordered eating, These experiences are going to sound really unusual to them, but to you and me who know what it's like to binge eat, you are going to resonate with some of these experiences and the purpose of today's podcast is just to put them out there and to let you know that you are not the only person who experiences these because I know that when they are happening to you and you are in the moment of experiencing it it can seem so isolating, so lonely, and just like you are the only person in the world who is going through this. So in this episode, I am going to share six of the most common experiences that people who binge eat go through, and I have split them. I have some for before binge eating happens, some for during a binge, and then some for after a binge as well. Just my usual disclaimer before I get started, please don't take any health advice from a podcast. This is just for educational and entertainment purposes only and not a substitute for medical advice. All right, let's get into it. Here are six of the most common experiences that people who binge eat go through. The first one relates to something that happens before a binge, and that is you are constantly looking over your shoulder waiting for a binge to come. When you struggle with binge eating, it can feel like you are always on edge, like you are always waiting for a binge to happen. You have a general feeling of being unsettled, like there's something bothering you, like you have an itch to scratch. And sometimes you may not be able to put your finger on exactly what is going on. You just feel in some way anxious, unsettled, like something is bothering you. It's almost like you have accepted that a binge is going to happen. It's just a case of when. So you're always looking over your shoulder to see if there's a trigger there or if there's something that is going to distract you and cause you to binge eat. I believe that this is especially relevant for those of you who try to make up for your binges by restricting. So when you are restricting or you're just on a diet, when you're in that calorie deficit, that's enough, of course, enough to trigger a binge, but it's enough to cause an increase in hormones that keep you at a heightened state of alert. I'm talking the hormones, usually adrenaline and cortisol. Those are our stress hormones. And when we are in a calorie deficit, that is a form of stress for the body. So those hormones can be increased. The second shared experience of people who binge eat is also related to before a binge. And it is that you are always trying to seek out excuses to eat. This crops up everywhere in your social life, during your workday. You're always trying to find excuses or avenues where you can get food. So to give you some examples, you may not really enjoy baking, but when you struggle with binge eating, you'll find any excuse to whip up a birthday cake for someone in work's birthday or make cupcakes for the kids or, oh, I'll just throw together some banana bread because I have some bananas that are going bad. There's always that want to do something relating to food. You may say to a friend, do you want to go for a coffee? And then when you get to the coffee shop, say, I will definitely get a brownie as well. This can also look like finding any excuse to go to the supermarket. So you might find a reason to go to the supermarket every single day and you'll buy some things that you need and of course, throw in some of your favorite binge foods as well. Or when making plans with friends, you always make plans that are centred around food. You'll always want food to be the focus of meeting up. You're always looking for an excuse to seek food, to look for food and to eat. Shared experience number three is related to during the binge itself. And that is you are always pacing the room. This is more common in people who binge eat when there are other people in the house. So if you're in the kitchen by yourself, but you know that your family members are just in the next room and they could come in and catch you at any minute. It's clear to see why sitting down and attempting to relax while having your binge is just not an option because you're going to be at more at risk of somebody catching you when they walk in. It's really common for people to binge eat standing up, usually standing in front of the fridge or the cupboard. And likewise, it's common for people to pace the room as they're binging. And often it's not just pacing aimlessly, often it's pacing from one area of the kitchen to another. So for example, from the fridge to the cupboard, back to the fridge, back to the cupboard and almost doing like a a ritualistic pacing where you're going from one area of food to another. You may also find yourself pacing if you are trying to take yourself out of the binge And you say, okay, I'm going to go and sit on the couch and try and distract myself by watching TV. But when you do that and you do sit down and start watching TV, the urge to binge is still very much there. So you jump back up, head again for the fridge or the cupboard and then back to the couch. And then that cycle can continue again and again. It's a continuation from what I mentioned in point one about always looking over your shoulder. Always been on that heightened state of awareness, waiting for something to happen. It's this anxiety in us that is driving us to just keep moving, to keep jittering and fidgeting and not been able to just sit down and relax. Common shared experience of people with binge eating number four is also related to during the binge itself and it is binging on food when you really don't want it. Sometimes binges are enjoyable experiences and it can be really hard to say that out loud, but if you enjoy your binging, then that's fine. And I recorded a podcast quite a while back now about the positives of binge eating. So if you enjoy your binges and you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that and it will shed some light on why that is. When you are binging, you may be really enjoying the food that you're having but you also may not be. A shared experience of binge eaters is that you can be shoveling food into your mouth without tasting it, without even much attention to what the food is. Usually once the food ticks the box of being a tasty food, usually with some element of sugar and or fat in it, then it tends to be welcome during a binge. And there can be lots of reasons why we do this. Why do we shovel food into our mouths that we don't even really like that much? A really common reason is that while you are shoveling the food into your mouth, you are also planning your restriction later today or tomorrow. So you know that you aren't going to have access to foods with sugar and fat in tomorrow because you're going to be restricting. So you just are trying to shovel in as much as you can. It's what's commonly called last supper eating. And I do believe that last supper eating is at play for a lot of binges and certainly for a lot of the time where you're just trying to get in as much food as you possibly can before the restriction starts. It may also be that you are trying to make yourself feel sick so that you are turned off food so that food won't interest you for the next however many hours or days. You just want to be free from food a little bit. If you are trying to eat as much food as you possibly can and there is no element of enjoyment at play. Instead, it feels more like an act of self harm. I would really encourage you to speak to your GP or primary care physician about that because food can be used for self harm. It can be used as a method of self destruction. And this is more than just having feelings of low self worth and feeling like you don't deserve to have. Um, a quote-unquote normal relationship with food it's more than that it's that you actually want to do real harm to yourself through eating vast quantities of food so if that's resonating with you and you have engaged in binge eating for self-harm or another act of self-harm then I would really encourage you to get to your doctor and talk to them about that shared experience that only us bingers will understand is that binging feels like a way of blanking out or zoning out of your day, of your life, of your thoughts. There's a really common phrase, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, people who binge eat think about food all of the time, except when they are actually binging. Is this you? Maybe this is the only time in your day that you have that you aren't thinking about food. Maybe it's the only time of your day where you're not thinking about anything. If you're binging and your mind is just completely blank, it's completely zoned out, it's completely numb, then please know that this is something that is commonly experienced by people who binge eat. It sounds crazy to somebody who hasn't binged before or who hasn't had any issues with their relationship with food. But it is known and it is known in research that binging does help alleviate feelings of anxiety and stress and that feeling of constantly looking over your shoulder that I described at the beginning. It's really important to recognize that if you are zoning out when you are binge eating is that playing a role in your life is that the only time that you have in the day just for your mind to completely relax and if it is well then that can be a really strong point to start with in your binge eating recovery shared experience number six of people who binge eat is the binge eating hangover and unlike a traditional hangover The binge eating hangover doesn't always wait until the next day to rear its head. Sometimes as soon as your mind has clicked back in um, and usually at a point where you are feeling very full and you've realized what you've done, you realize that you've had a binge, that may be the point where the binge eating hangover sets in. And you know this, a binge eating hangover is not just physical symptoms. Sure, things like nausea and headache and extreme exhaustion can exist after a binge. But you also have the whole emotional side and the sensations and the feelings of guilt and shame and self-hatred and self-deprecation. Binge eating hangovers can feel like a spiral into doom and I know that sounds dramatic but if you are somebody who has experienced a binge eating hangover then I think you will agree with me that that is exactly how it feels. Everyone reacts differently to a binge and their binge eating hangovers look quite different. Some people feel that they just want to switch off from the world, not engage with anybody or anything so you might turn off your phone Or you might go the other way and find yourself frantically Googling how to make up after a binge. I'll do a whole other episode on what to do after a binge, but I just want to acknowledge that I understand if you don't feel like doing anything that makes you feel better and that makes you feel good. If the last thing you feel like doing after a binge is calling a friend or going for a walk, then that is okay. Do what feels right to you in the moment. What I do strongly advise though, is just turning inward, turn to yourself and say, I binge and I forgive myself. Binge eating is not a crime. I am not perfect and I forgive myself. If you can manage to say that to yourself at some point after a binge or during your binge hangover, then good for you. So just to wrap up on the six common experiences that people with binge eating will all understand. The first one is you feel like you're constantly looking over your shoulder, waiting for a binge to hit you. Second is that you are always trying to find excuses to eat. Thirdly happens during a binge, and that is that you find yourself pacing up and down the room. Number four is that you are putting food in your mouth when on no level do you want the food. Number five is that you are using binging as a way to blackout or zone out the day. And number six happens after the binge and that is of course the binge hangover. My purpose of today's episode was just to shine some light on these common experiences so that you don't feel so alone, so that you know that other people who struggle with binge eating go through these as well. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at binge.eating.dietitian or you can email me joe at antidietanswers.com and I will see you in the next episode.